Welcome to episode eight of the Collegiate Christian Podcast. This week, we'll be talking about the fear of failure and why we need failure. Listen to a couple other people and how they have failed and how that has set them up for success. I mean, join us in the conversation about how failure is an aspect of life that you're going to have to have and you're going to have to encounter and how failure is actually helpful and healthy for you. Let's get started. Why college? Why Christian? How can these things even go together? You're listening to the Collegiate Christian Podcast, an all-new roundtable discussion about what it looks like to be a Christian in college and as a young adult. We will be uploading new content each week about some of the most common questions, thoughts, and concerns that come with it all. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, thank y'all for joining us again um, on the Collegiate Christian Podcast. We're so excited um, to be starting another conversation today. Um, today's episode, um, we have a special guest, uh, Mr. Tate Halp. He is a uh, freshman at Appalachian State University. He happens to be in the freshman men's small group that that I co-lead this year. Um, and yeah, so he's coming on to kind of talk about, um, join or just join us on the conversation about the fear of failure um, and kind of give his two cents about um, what it's been like coming into college and uh, maybe different fears that he's had coming into college as a student, uh, but also as a football player on our football team. Um, we're going to be talking today about fear of failure in sports, work, um, fear of failure that prevents people from starting a business. Um, and then we're going to kind of go into some people, some famous people um, that you know them as super successful, but that wasn't always the story. There were a lot of times when um, they failed and they were th- thinking about giving up and um, kind of kind of go into some of those stories about um, times that they failed and how they used their failure to get um, to where they are. And then uh, Graham's going to close it up today with a couple quotes about failure and uh, how, is it, is, how it's actually beneficial for your life. Um, so yeah, I'm Connor, co-host. We got Graham, Michael's over here, and then we got our guest host, Tate, today. Um, so yeah, we're just going to kind of turn it over to Tate now, let him kind of briefly introduce himself. Um, then we'll dive into our first topic about fear or failure in sports. Yeah, so uh, like Connor said, I'm a freshman here at App State, and um, I'm in his, uh, currently in his small group and, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I'm also on the football team and, you know, since we're talking about fear of failure, I thought I'd talk a little bit about, you know, how that kind of plays into, uh, sports and kind of just what goes through my head on a daily basis. Um, just kind of going through practice and, uh, coming in as a freshman and kind of being low on the totem pole and not really getting many reps and things. So um, it's definitely something that I deal with and I struggle with even at times. And I'm working through, uh, you know, as we speak on a day-to-day basis of uh, loading my mind with the the correct thoughts every day to set myself up for success and uh, get rid of that uh, fear of failure, suppress it. And, you know, it really just starts um, every day when I like go out uh, onto the practice field, I'm a punter. So we go out early to like um, get warmed up and get our punts in because other than that, uh, the rest of the practice, we pretty much might get like four punts or something. Uh, <laughs> we don't get much uh, practice time and we kind of just sit around on the sideline and goof off uh, sometimes. <laughs> Not all the time. We're just, we're do, we do, I do some drops, you know, <laughs> we do our work and we, uh, I play some scout D2, just throw that in there. But, <laughs> but yeah, so when I come out on the field, um, and I'm better at this some days than others, but I try and kind of just get loose, warmed up, and really uh, get in my mind what I'm uh, want to focus on that day and what um, and load my like I said earlier, like load my mind with the right thoughts, which are usually you know stay loose, um, don't get tense, just have fun, just kick the ball, don't think about it too much. Because I mean, really think about it, fear of failure really comes into play is when you overthink things. 
And when you analyze it too much and then you start getting in your own head about like the things that can go wrong, which is also another thing when you, when, a lot of times when I'm thinking about uh, how I'm going to kick the ball or like before rep, I, I try and picture like what's going to happen when I hit it perfectly. I, I picture, you know, um, how it's going to go. And I, I don't, tr I try my best not to picture something going wrong because, you know, that's the same thing. It just kind of gets in your own head and it can really screw you up and just kind of make you spiral out of control. Um, and I really think that it's, when, when you go into anything, especially sports, it's, it just goes back to, yeah, just loading your mind with the right thoughts and just being prepared and knowing yourself and knowing, you know, if you do have the fear, like a fear of failure and knowing how, like what causes that and how you can combat that and really just be self-aware about, you know, what causes you to feel like the feelings and things and how, um, and just find ways that you can mitigate that or at least um, manage them to where you're able to perform to the level that you knew you were capable of and that you're not held back by these like fear of failures or self-doubts, um, um, which is definitely something, I mean, I'm not a super confident person <laughs> at all, like when, especially when it comes to sports at times. So, um, and especially in situations where, you know, it's, I'm a punter and it's just me back there and then I'm with my, by myself and just, um, waiting for the snap. I mean, I have to really dig deep and find confidence in myself and I don't really get that from, uh, anywhere else. Um, can you, uh, kind of go into a time about, um, so back in high school, you said you were also a starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, now you're in college, you're a punter. Um, what happens or how do you go about, um, say you were to throw an interception or, um, the game's on the line and, uh, you're, you're driving down under two minutes and you go down and, and you get sacked or you, you fumbled or you, um, throw the, throw an interception. So you have a time where you could be the hero or the villain, um, or like kickers as everyone knows you're the love them where you hate them. Um, how do you, how do you go about that? What are things that some coaches have told you to do? Um, because that's obviously the, the fear of failure part is, yeah. okay, I have, I'm in this moment where I can be the hero, but I'm also knowing if I lose in this situation, people are going to hate me. Um, so you have that fear of people, the audience, their thoughts. Um, so yeah. So what do you do in those situations where you come to the sideline after throwing a pick six or something? Yeah. So to answer this question, I'm going to go back to something actually that I kind of picked up from my uh, little league coach um, in baseball. And basically when I was pitching, I was like super wild and would always like just was never accurate at all. And just like I couldn't hit the glove to save my life. And so like one day at practice, he's just sitting there with me and I'm pitching after practice and he's just trying to figure out like how to help me and stuff. And he finally just like, OK, just get your get your wind up, take a deep breath and then go and don't think about it. Don't aim. Just throw the ball and look at the glove. And I think that kind of correlates to um, everything else in any other sport I ever play is like what you said, like if, you know, we're down two minute drill and it's like second down or 10 or something and I get a sack for five yard loss, you know, at that point in, in the quarterback situation, you know, your adrenaline's rushing. And in that situation, I really would don't think about necessarily like the, like what just happened or like how bad that was. I'm thinking about, all right, now we have 15 yards to go. It's third down. Like in my mind, I'm already going to like what plays I think they're going to call or looking at the play call 
um, and thinking about the defense and stuff. So really, what's kind of helped about our offense is that it was so fast and it was a no huddle. I really didn't have time to think about things, which helped a lot in a lot of cases. Um, but also, but the thing with you know throwing picks, I definitely had my fair share of picks, uh, especially my junior season. I ended up dislocating my shoulder like the first game of the season, and then had to wait two games, and I didn't practice at, at all those uh, like two weeks, except probably the day before the game. And I wasn't really gonna play. Like I got cleared, but I wasn't really supposed to play unless they needed me. And they ended up going like. We had a freshman, uh, the backup was a freshman quarterback, and he really just at that time wasn't mature enough and didn't really, wasn't really ready. And so we went like two drives, like three and out. And so they put me in and, you know, I did all right, but I just wasn't in my groove and I uh, was not accurate and, you know, threw like five picks in that game. And dude, when you, like, I can tell you, like, at the end of that game, like, I was just ready for it to be over. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, all right, this this sucks. Like, I'm just ready for this to be over and I can move on and move to the next week. And, like, people forget about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think – but I think that's also, like, when you have situations like that, you, you can't dwell on it, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I think was a thing that I had a problem with as well is, uh, like, the day after or the day – or, like, that weekend, especially when I don't see – like, I probably – if I had a bad game, like I probably wouldn't go do anything sometimes because I just feel so bad and embarrassed. Like if I, if it was me personally who had a bad game and messed things up, I, I would just kind of stay at home and just watch TV, finish homework and stuff, and just kind of feel like crap like the whole time, um, just because I, I felt like embarrassed about my performance, um, and you know, I think that's actually, but I think that's also helped me. Um, you know, kind of dealing, going through that, those things and those failures and like all this, like, um, kind of hate from other people. You know, I never started quarterback until, um, my freshman year of high school and I played in YFL in my youth football league. I played every, every position on the defense Mm -hmm. in YFL. And then I didn't actually play quarterback. I was the backup quarterback in seventh grade. Like after I asked the coach, he was literally about to put me at pulling guard. I said, hey, coach, I, I want to try out for quarterback. And he kind of just gave me a weird look. And so, like, um, I think just dealing with that stuff and dealing with, you know, people not really believing in me and then also, like, just when I do have the opportunity then I kind of fail and don't live up to expectation mm-hmm. and dealing through those thoughts and through those kind of self-doubts and things have really helped me um, with other situations in life where, you know, I'm just down and I can kind of, gotten to the point where I can pick myself back up and and, uh, just say that, you know, tell myself that, you know, it's all right. Like just because you messed up in this, this, this instance, like just the next, the the only thing that matters now is what you're going to do next and where you're going from here. And that's just what I kind of try and uh, focus on. I think it's funny that you said um, that even when you were younger, you would ask to be able to put into a position to be a quarterback, realizing that that would be a new position and one that you might struggle at. And uh, I think you made a good point that, like, sometimes you have to realize that you could fail to try something new and to put yourself out there to be able to uh, move forward with what maybe your aspirations are. And uh, it's really funny that <laughs> you've made it to app where um, even for not a huge school, uh, uh, football is really a big deal here. Mm-hmm. And uh, to make it onto the teams, uh, really, really impressive. I think it's awesome you've got the chance to do that. I couldn't imagine how stressful that would be. Uh, I know I, I don't know if I could have that kind of pressure my, myself, but uh, that's really cool that you're able to be in that position. 
Yeah. Um, I also think a lot of it is like you said, um, instead of dwelling on like, Oh, I'm in the two minute warning. What can go wrong? Think about, okay, what do I need to do and work on it? Cause part of life is you're going to fail. You're going to throw that pick six with two minutes left. You're going to fumble the ball. You're going to, um, invest money in a business that, that isn't going to take off. Um, you're going to be in a relationship that isn't, um, that isn't meant to last. Failure is a part of your life. Um, so I think un- understanding and accepting the fact that, okay, there are going to be certain times in my life where I fail, but that's not going to, that doesn't determine you as a, like your value as a person, um, or anything. So knowing that you're going to fail is important because it's a part of life. Everyone has to go through failure in order to, to launch them forward. Um, but I think not dwelling on it, either you just messed up, um, and you're sitting dwelling, Oh, look at all these things I messed up on or thinking, okay, I'm in the two minute warning what can go wrong? That's not going to, that's not going to help you with anything. You instead set your mind to where, okay, look at all these things that can go right. Look at all these opportunities that I have. Um, but still being realistic, knowing that, okay, yeah, something might go wrong. Um, but that just goes into to every aspect of life. There's failure everywhere, whether it's football, school, relationships, businesses, work, um, whatever. And there's a quote that fail F A I L, um, stands for first attempt in learning. Um, and that, in order to learn, in order to grow, in order to push yourself, um, you're going to have to fail. Um, so Graham, you kind of want to touch on this, the, just the importance of, of failing and how regardless of where you're going in life, failure is going to be a good thing. It, it's going to suck in the moment. It, it will. It's going to feel like the, your world's crashing down around you. But looking at the end of the long-term picture of it, that failure ends up pushing and projecting you to so much further and just better things yeah. in your life. Yeah, you definitely. Have, I think you definitely have to learn from your failures and be able to move forward through that. Um, it's things that make you grow. I mean, if you only had easy times, then that would be all you knew how to handle. Mm-hmm. And when things get harder and, and you do realize that um, we're, none of us are perfect, all of us are going to make mistakes, and some of them are going to be really big mistakes that lead to really big failures. And um, that's just part of life, and you get to move on with it. Um, for example, if you... Um, I, I know uh, Connor. Both of us are in business and mm-hmm. uh, startup culture. Whenever you have a brand new company, and you think like maybe Snapchat or something like that. Um, that one of their mantras is that you have to fail fast and fail often. Yep. And uh, sometimes the more failures you get through, uh, eventually you find out what works, and mm-hmm. you just have to be able to persevere through that. And it's, it's so much easier said than done. And um, it, I, I think there's definitely just things to encourage you towards that. Some of that's just your mindset. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's surrounding yourself with really good people that are able to encourage you and able to uh, speak into your life. And sometimes you'll just hear from your friends, yeah, you really messed up on that one. And there's not a whole lot else to say. Um, sometimes you can get really constructive criticism um, no matter what you're doing. Uh, Tate, that's the exact reason you have coaches out there helping you um, get down the finer points of, uh, of what, what you're doing and getting your steps right and figuring out everything you need to do to succeed. I think that's true in all, all aspects of life, being able to recognize where you can do better the next time. And I, it's such a tough thing, but I think you have to just realize that whenever failure is going to happen, it's a part of life that you're able to make the best of it and, and continue to do better the next time. Right. Yeah. And I, I think um, a really... Um, important thing to think about, like if you are someone who deals with like the fear, fear of failure is that, you know, yeah, you're right. Like, like you both said, you know, you're gonna fail at some point when, with anything that you do, it's, it's just, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. But like that failure doesn't equate to your ability or your 
uh, self-worth, mm-hmm. which also leads me to like, um, it. I've found that, and this kind of sounds like a little bit cheesy, but you need to be like self-compassionate and be easy on yourself and don't get down on yourself because then, you know, like I said earlier, like you're the one, like you have to pick yourself up and then like, you're like, you're, you gotta be your, your best, um, best friend and, uh, pick yourself up and motivate yourself and figure out those things that like kind of just play over and over in your head that kind of get your, your gears moving mm-hmm. and that get you out of that rut when you do fail, when you kind of slide down into that hole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Graham made a good point going back to um, what he said just about fail fast, fail often and, and Snapchat's approach and that we're only as good as we can. We're pretty much only as good as our failures. The more we fail, the more things we know, okay, this didn't work. Okay, the quicker we can fix it. Because um, instead of prolonging that failure, you're going to take two years to enhance your app. Okay, you're going to lose a lot of customers. But if you fail fast, you fail often and you know, okay, let, let's launch this. Okay, it didn't work. Great. Let's try this. Let's try this. You will get to your end goal, what you've kind of been driving for um, a lot quicker than if you are afraid to implement anything because of the fear of, oh, what are people going to say? Are they going to delete our 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 app or whatnot. Um, there's a podcast I listen to called master of scale. Um, and they were talking to, um, a, a co-founder of, of some tech company and they had the same approach about, um, we often launch websites or our app or our technology before they're ne- ne- initially ready because we want to know, okay, what is it that they love? And something's not, something is going to fail, but we'd rather know now so we can fix it instead of be a couple years down the road. Um, just so the whole, this whole environment of people who are um, understanding and, accept, and accepting the fact that they're going to fail and they embrace their failure, they are the ones that have kind of gone on to, to push their companies to the further length. Um, just this past weekend on, or this past Friday on campus, we had an entrepreneurship summit um, and each year there's kind of like a theme. Um, and oftentimes you go to an entrepreneurship summit where they're talking about the praises of look at these overnight successes, look at this, look at that. This one, I really enjoyed it though because everyone was talking about, we're not gonna give you all the typical like BS around this person just grinded for, for six months and now they're successful. They wanted to come and talk like, okay, you launched a business, but now what? Just because you launched it doesn't now mean you're necessarily gonna be successful. There's years in there that you're gonna, that you're gonna fail. Um, a lot of the people that were there were talking about, hey, I spent three years bouncing from couch to couch um, of relatives. And I, I've started seven companies and I've lost $100,000. And But this one, like this this final one is the one that I'm known for. People now know me. I'm here speaking to y'all because of this. But they don't look at the fact that, hey, I'm 55 years old and I've spent the last 32 years trying to get to this point. People look at people and say, oh, look, like they just have it made. Like they're so successful. They don't ever make mistakes and whatnot. But they don't want to actually go back and look at Look at all the times that they fell. Look at all the people that they hurt. Look at um, all the clients that that dropped them, that walked away from them um, along that pattern. But they are where they're at today because they failed, they accepted the fact, and then they, they learned from it. They didn't make the same mistake twice. Um, it wasn't like, there's a difference of failing and learning from it and failing and failing and failing, doing the same thing. If you fell and fell and fell and fell and fell and continue to fail into the same things, Okay, that's something that you're gonna to need to reevaluate because you should be pulling, you should be changing from that. But if you fail and you grow and you learn something from it and you don't do it again, um, or if you know how to handle that situation the next time around, then then you're growing from that failure. It's gonna push you um, and accelerate wherever you're going. 
um, the founder of the movie about the McDonald's brothers, um, there's a quote I love from it. It said McDonald's um, was an overnight success that took 30 years. So people understand that McDonald's just popped up and now people are like, these guys just wanted to make hamburgers and now look at them, they're taking over the world. Yeah, but it was a 30-year process from when they first opened their shop to when they got an investor to what they are now. Um, but people don't want to think about that time that it takes um, from generating an idea to becoming um, who they really are. Yeah, I think it's important not to keep this so abstract either and not just think about businesses or, or just about sports or um, the, the big things in life, but to be able to relate them to um, your everyday too. If you're constantly showing up late for work and you're failing at getting up on time, reevaluate some things and be able to make some changes to be able to um, do better and to realize that some things need to be fixed. If you're struggling in relationships, um, gosh, if the first relationship you have doesn't work out and then and you, you just stop and you never try again, you never learn anything from it, then uh, that, that could be a really hard cycle to get stuck in. And uh, I think whenever you're able to learn from your mistakes and continue to move forward, even in everyday things, even in real life things that all of us go through, uh, that's whenever you're able to re really make some changes in your life and to be able to grow even quicker as a person and to move forward. Yeah, we talked about on uh, last week's episode about leadership. Um, we talked about the important or the ways that you're, when you step onto leadership role, how it's going to push you and how a lot of people don't come onto leadership roles or don't push themselves um, because they're afraid that they're going to fail. They're afraid that they're not ready yet. Um, so this di ties directly back to what we talked about last week about leadership and that leadership is going to push you and you are, you are going to fail. Um, I'm a small group leader this year. We lead a group. We have 11 or 12 guys that come out. Great. We have an awesome group of guys. Um, however, Michael and I spent two years leading a small group and we it didn't go well. We didn't give it the time that it needed. Um, we didn't pour into and invest in the guys, the, the way that they, um, that we should have. Um, and we, we failed from it. We, we, we didn't fail that we still had guys coming out, but I think Michael could, could, um, second me on this saying that it wasn't what we were expecting it was going to be, um, because we didn't give it the time and the, the energy and just the attention that it needed. Um, however, from that, we were able to learn from it. We were able to carry it into the next year. Michael took over our small group and is now growing it as the transfer small group. I've stepped over to lead another freshman small group. Um, and I'm taking things that I learned that I spent two years of failing at and not doing correctly, fixing it, fine tuning it. Okay, where can I learn from this? And applying it to a small group this year and seeing the benefits from, okay, when you give it time, when you pour into these guys, when you uh, meet them where they're at to, to do what they're interested in to kind of see that benefit. So it comes to, it's leadership, it's schoolwork, it's school projects. Oh, you failed this test? Great, perfect. Now you know how the test is set up. Go past the next one. Yeah, so I think it's important that uh, we, we start to look at people that have failed and are able to move forward. Uh, we see that Oprah was fired from her first TV job. Uh, look at the situation of Thomas Edison, who I think all of us have heard of and all of us know about. And you, you always hear the that same quote that he found out, I think it's a thousand ways not to make a light bulb. Yeah. Before he and, made one way that could make it. Exactly. And I mean, if you look at that many failures leading up to success, um, there's a lot of perseverance there and there's a lot of uh, knowing how to move forward and be able to keep yourself up in a good spot and to uh, uh, realize that what you're doing is going to make a difference. Yeah, um, and going off of more Thomas Edison, he was told by a teacher early on that he was too stupid to learn, that he would he would never learn anything. Look at the man now. I'm glad he didn't listen to him because I would hate to still be running around with candles. I love the fact that we have 
light bulbs and everything now and heat and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, what if he had listened to this person who told him he was a failure and listened to what they had said and had just gra- taken a grasp of, okay, this person thinks I'm a failure, therefore I am a failure. Instead of actually pushing through and saying, okay, no, I'm going to learn from this. She says I'm a failure. I'm going to prove her wrong. You know, uh, the thing about the 1000 ways, like not to build or to build a light bulb, you know, he failed 1000 times. That reminds me of a Ted talk I listened to about this guy who was so scared of failure and getting shot down that he actually decided to like make it a point to every day, like get told no or get Mm -hmm. shot down um, like once a day for like the next like year or so. Mm -hmm. And basically that's what he did. And basically what he found is that he, he would do it. And at first he was super terrified and almost couldn't even do it the first time he tried it. But as he, what he found is like each time he did it and figured out like really nothing happened from it, nothing adverse like happened and bad that it just got easier. And so, you know, once you fail and you fail, you just kind of get used to the failure and then learning from it and then taking that and going to the next and moving forward and then accepting that, that learning experience from that failure. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like it's, it's almost like it's a success in a way because you know, yeah, I mean, I might not have figured out how to make the light bulb, but heck, I found a way how not, not to make to it. it. Yeah. 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 Um, everyone, then people know about Walt Disney and how he had a couple of businesses that he tried to launch that uh, that didn't work. And then, of course, everyone knows Disney now for what it is, the, the mega uh, amusement parks and movies and production houses. Um, but Walt Disney uh, had a really good quote, said, I think it's important to have a good hard failure when you're young because it makes you kind of aware of what can happen to you. Because of it, I've never had any fear in my whole life. Um, when we've been near collapse and all of that, I've never been afraid. So it just goes to show that from being scared and, and from that fear of failure in times when they thought they were going to fail, he knew they would be all right. They'd be able to pull through that. Okay, this isn't going to be the end of our business. We're going to come out on top of this. Yeah, yeah, it could definitely make you stronger. Yo. And uh, our last examples, of course, Michael Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team. I think... I think at this point that's something a lot of people have heard. Yeah. And just to see that um, uh, so many times it pushes people to success. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a closing point. Um, I don't know how many of you listening have heard of Bob Goff. He's a great guy to look up. Uh, his last name's G O F F. Uh, he, he's really a character. First um, name B O B. He wrote a book that I was given last year. It's just called Love Does, and it's about taking action and. Uh, showing love to people and just being willing to say yes and do crazy things. And uh, he's a Christian author and talks about uh, a lot of work he's done overseas. With um, he's a lawyer with that kind of work. Um, he's, I think, a consul to a South South African con- country. Mm-hmm. He, he thought it was a joke at first, and uh, it turns out they wanted him to be a representative <laughs> in America. I mean, uh, crazy situations. And the back of his book, he wanted people to reach out. And so he left his cell phone number and just said, to, uh, anyone who wants to, call him anytime. Uh, during his book, though, he had a really good quote, and it said that failure is just part of the process. And it's not just okay, it's better than okay. God doesn't want failure to shut us down. God didn't make it three strikes and you're out sort of thing. It's more about how God helps us dust ourselves off so we can swing for the fences again. And all this without keeping a meticulous record of our screw-ups. Mm-hmm. I think it's just awesome to be reminded that um, God made success just like he made failure. And um, I think as as Christians and as his children, uh, he's encouraged just seeing us try and being willing to uh, to do what we think is right. And uh, of, of course, within, um, within the right bounds. 
And uh, just like Jesus, or just like God forgives our sins, He can overlook our failures too. And uh, that I know, personally speaking, like I think that offers a lot of hope to try again, be willing to uh, not let one failure be the end of things, and to be able to um, know that there's always room to move forward. Yeah, and like Tata said earlier, it's, uh, it's it's good to accept the failure, but we shouldn't beat ourselves up over it. Um, we were at a worship night the other night, and our staff worker Zane was talking about. Um, addiction and personal struggles and stuff. And he was saying, quit beating your up, beating yourself up and um, torturing and making and treating yourself bad because of your mistakes. Um, quit thinking that your worth comes from your mistakes and everything um, because God isn't punishing you for your mistakes because he already put all the punishment on Jesus when he sent him to the cross. Um, so our failures aren't like, like uh, Bob Goff said, we're not keeping, God isn't keeping score of, okay, Connor messed up once this week. Graham messed up twice. Like, oh, well, hope they don't mess up anymore this week. Um, no, that God doesn't view us that way. Um, to us, we are we are blameless um, when we stand before him. Um, so, yeah, um, pretty much you're going to fail. It's a part of life. Um, there's really nothing you can do to prevent it. If you never fail in life, then your life's probably going to be pretty boring. You're probably, yeah, you're probably not pushing. You're probably been in the same place you were 50 years ago. Um, and we're a work in progress. We're never going to be done. We're never complete. We're never going to be as good as we can be. And with that, we should be striving to always be better tomorrow than we are today. And with that comes, we're going to fail. We're going to fail along the way. Um, but we need to pick ourselves back up, sur- surround ourselves with people that's going to pick us up, push us forward, um, and not let us get so down just by off of our, our, fear, our fear of failures. Um, but yeah, we definitely thank you guys for joining us in today's conversation. Yeah. Thanks for Tate for coming on. Yep. He's a, he's a pretty good listener for our podcast. He's keeping up with us every week, just like you guys should be. <laughs> yep. Actually last week, Tate has been one of those ones that's been giving us uh, constructive criticism of, uh, this didn't really, this didn't exactly go that well. Maybe try this. Um, and then last week he was talking about our last, uh, leadership, um, podcast and we were grabbing lunch and Hey, Tate, uh, today you're coming on the podcast. Um, so it's a little improv, but we're super stoked to have them. Um, we're definitely in this rhythm now where we're going to try to be bringing on different guests, um, women, ministers, uh, everyone in between. Um, so yeah, if you want to be a, if you want, if you want to be a guest, or if you know someone that wants to be a guest, definitely hit us up, and we love to hear from you guys. Um, let us know in the comments uh, sections on Facebook um, how how fear of failure has. Um, hindered you from doing something or hindered you from taking that opportunity of a lifetime um, or ways that you have um, succeeded in this fear of failure and how you have pushed yourself to fail and what you learned from it. We'd love to hear what you guys say. We'd love to continue this conversation over on social media. Um, And yeah, definitely check us out next Monday. Thanks guys.